For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Back on the Northland Sports page, little Kenny Loggins, little danger zone. The telephone used to be a danger zone, but they're working again. We have Dave Hoops, but not here in studio for the first time in a month. Uh, yeah, no, it's it, it's been interesting. It's been great to have Dave in studio. Say you told me to watch the Gallo home run uh, because of last night. So that kid was throwing 100 miles an hour, you said? Yeah. He pulled the ball straight down the line. Right. How far ahead of Ofta? They said 100 a change on, out, baby. They said 100 on the way in, 105 on the way out. Yeah, he, and Joey he Gallo said, miles an hour. I didn't see the first one. I got the second one. <laughs> Sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. It's not often you hear a pro athlete admit that, though. Sorry, Dave. That Dave that he's speaking to, that's Dave Cook talking to Dave Hoops. Dave Hoops is on the phone with us, which is rare. I kind of miss him in the studio, though, as much as it is nice to have technology back functioning. But Dave Hoops, good morning, sir. Hi, good morning, guys. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, it's okay, but I love being in studio. Yeah, so it was, way, it was I'm, fun. I'm it's nice to be able to be back to normal because we have a little more freedom. And obviously you can, you know, take care of some things throughout your Saturday rather than being entrenched in here. But it was very nice to be with you and, and kind of watch the fun that we all have. Speaking of fun, I've talked about it weekend after weekend with you between the marathon, hoopla, trampled. Now you've got the air show. What impact does that have on your brewery? Uh, it has a, a bit. I'm actually going, The uh, my friend who built our garage is having a get-together. He lives right on top of the airport. So, um, and frankly, I never think about the air show because um, not so many people are downtown until I start seeing the jets fly over. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. And then our crawler sales go way up. So that's great. Right. I was going to say, the air show doesn't necessarily enter your thought process until it enters your ears. Even on a walk around the neighborhood in Lakeside yesterday, the planes overhead had a little bit more significant volume than you're used to. And then you remember what weekend it is. But it's kind of fun for everybody. And we're really lucky, guys. If you look up, I went down to Park Point yesterday. It was gorgeous, very warm, but very hazy. And we were like boxed in almost. It got almost 90 degrees, but it is bright and clear out there today. So it should be a really good day for this. Absolutely a beautiful day for it. Meanwhile, you weren't having to come in studio this morning. Were you watching a Wimbledon final? Of course I was. Um, and I'm quite excited for tomorrow um, as I'm not much of a Joker fan, although the man seems unbeatable. But uh, both my kids really like the, the young kid. And I was sad for the Tunisian woman, Ons. Uh, but I think that she ran into uh, opponent after opponent after opponent to get there. I think she played four, uh, you know, major winners to get there, and she just ran out of steam. So an unseated lady won it. Good for her. It was fun to watch. And are you also balancing time between Wimbledon and the Tour de France? Because I was scrolling through the TV guide way too early one morning this week, and I, I wanted to go back to bed, and I just couldn't get there yet, but I was – surfing to see what was on and i saw tour de france coverage but i saw the hour and i thought is dave hoops up at three thirty four in the morning to watch this because i know that means a lot to you too it doesn't thanks for asking all this but during this time of the year you know wimbledon's on and and the tour's just on the tv in the background and i i tape it as well as watch it so i always have it but you guys you do realize since we're talking about sports that not everybody watches we got 
British Open next week, and we have the U.S. women starting in the Women's World Cup. Next Thursday, uh, that's when it starts down under, and most people don't realize we have the best team in the world at women's soccer, and that's should be mentioned, I think. No question about it. This is the time of year where you can kind of stray from the big four, and I'm glad you did that because if you want to talk about soccer, quite frankly, you need to start by doing it locally because our buddy John Schuster, of course, is part owner of perhaps the best team, at least in their own league, with what Duluth FC is doing, and they are home tonight. It's the North Conference Championship game tonight at 7 o'clock. They play their home games at PSS. You can get tickets, and you can avoid the lines and also save some money. It's a dollar off. If you do it beforehand online at DuluthFC.com, they are unbeaten. I believe they've tied maybe once, but to say that team's getting it done, you talk about best in the world, maybe world's a bit too grand, but Duluth certainly has one of the best, Dave Hoops. You know, I'm glad you plugged that, and this is our version of the Ryan Reynolds saga with uh, his team over there in England. Shu is our guy that brings in the Ted Lasso to our local team, Boom. This is great. I'm glad you mentioned that. I agree with that because John Schuster appeared on the power trip yesterday. We were lucky enough to be a sponsor of that as they were live at the air show. And John did a great job playing initials game and talking curling with those guys. But I was a little bit disappointed that either he or those guys didn't ask him anything about soccer and his, his dabble into ownership because it's, it's going well, to say the least. Speaking of going well, we were talking about the Twins with Justin May towards the end. And you're my eternal optimist, Dave Hoop. So I, I need you to tell me if things with the Twins are going to go well or not, because it's good that they beat Oakland last night. Imagine if they hadn't, being that that's the worst team in baseball. It's good that they're in first place right now with the win and Cleveland losing last night. But there are a lot of things that that make you scratch your head at least and go, are we any good or not? I need the eternal optimist to help me out. Well, I was listening um, to you guys, and, you know, I I don't really – I like – Kepler, even though he's just really, really weak right now. Um, I think that, you know, my attitude is that the Twins do this a lot. Last year, they started out in first place for quite a while, too. Right. Um, but it's, you know, you're right. They need to sweep this series, which I shouldn't say out loud, but um, so far, so good, no matter how they got out there. And my attitude as the optimist is that you just got to get to the dance. And I'm not afraid of the Yankees, even though I have to be in how bad they are this year. We don't have to worry about them. So um, more importantly, just get to the dance, okay, and then win that first series in, uh, what is it, 10, 10 15 yeah. years? Let's start, I don't even let's start with a winning time. a game in the playoffs. Don't get swept. But, yeah, if we can win that first series, that would be huge. And I agree with you to a point. Dave Cook and I are going to do a segment right after this, go through all the divisions in baseball and play who you want versus who you got a.k.a. who do you think is going to win the division? We know Justin May called us on it. We're all homers. We all want the Twins to win it as far as the AL Central goes. I'll just ask you, Dave Hoops, before we get into that segment later, do you actually think the Minnesota Twins will win the Central? Because, spoiler alert, I do. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I I have almost no doubt. Um, I would bet money on it if somebody wanted to bet with me. If it was legal, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course, it would just be for, you know, for fun. Right. But um, importantly, if you don't believe your team's going to win the division, then why bother? It's just like if you don't want to be in serious pain like I am right now today, then don't run. You know, it's it's very – this is the, the deal. This is what we sign up for. Let's just stick with it. And if our team doesn't make it, then let's think about next year. Boom. Easy. I can appreciate that. Meanwhile, we're thinking ahead, too. We're thinking ahead to Dave Cook's wonderful questions. I understand he's got a trio for you today on Airshow Weekend. Yeah, we're going to do three, Dave. 
Um, so Dana and I are going to Kinky Boots in here in a couple hours uh, at North Shore. And I know Brian's a musical guy. Yes. And I'm wondering, gentlemen, what's the go-to musical? What's the one that you would uh, suggest to any of our listeners that have never been to one? Um, you know, I haven't been to many, but I guess I'm somewhat partial to Rent, um, which oh, was, yeah. I don't even know if it's still around. Yep. But, I actually saw yeah, it in Honolulu. That, it's a good one. There you go. That's my vote. Yep. That's a great one right there. We did actually see it on one of our Hawaiian vacations. You don't think of going to a Broadway musical while you're in Hawaii, but we did it a few years back. And I think the fact that you said going to one makes a difference because there are so many that I like, but I like the television version or the movie version. West Side Story, the first one, tops the list for me. Sound of Music is right there. I grew up in a family where everybody dances but me, so a chorus line was a big deal. But as far as attending one, I've only been to Broadway once. And to say my wife is obsessed with this show, understatement of the decade of my lifetime. I didn't even know about it until we got together. But I will go see Wicked at every opportunity I can. I've seen it in Broadway. I've seen it inside the Orpheum. And there will never be a time that I don't want to see it. It has movie versions coming out. I can assure you that my wife and I will be first in line. She may drag me there, but we'll be first in line. But I've grown to appreciate it quite a bit. Very good, very good. And I know we don't have a ton of time, so I'm going to jump right into the second. What about yours, though? Is it Kinky Boots? You're going today. Uh, Kinky Boots is really fun. Like, this is not the first time we've seen this one. Um, When we went to Broadway, we saw Phantom. And it's just bigger than life. So... That one sticks in the mind. Kinky Boots is so big. It's like um, the Rocky Horror Picture Show in sure. a way. And so it's a lot of fun and energetic. And so, yeah, that would be that would be mine. Although Hamilton's pretty good. Um, trade deadline's coming up, guys. Um, so the Twins, let's just say they're buying because they are in first place in a, in a division that is not all that great. So I want to know, if you're running the Twins, what are you buying? Who? What position? Maybe if there's an individual you want. Make this realistic because, you know, of course, we'd all like Soto, but that's not evident. So where would you where would you go? What would be the if you had to pick one position or one player, who would it be? Well, I like that guy from the Angels who's going to be a free agent. (laughs) He's going Otani. He's going for the home run right away. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we won't outside of that pipe dream. Dave Hoops, what do you got? But I like your style. Yeah, I was just having some fun with it. I, I think that we need. Um, I, I guess I just keep on going after pitching uh, because we're obviously we need runs. But if we can just keep these games uh, low scoring, we're going to win some games. And um, suddenly we're running a little bit and stuff. And so I'm I'm going with uh, kind of the opposite. What I assume you guys are going to go with, but we'll see. No, actually, I agree with Dave Hoops, but just for slightly different reasoning. I agree with Derek Felvey, which that statement makes me want to shudder. But I do think that he's right that some of these players that are so underperforming can't continue to underperform so badly. I understand that. And then the other part of it is Minnesota thrives on a, well, we didn't need that guy as our mantra. So I don't necessarily want to buy a position player because it's going to cost you a lot. And you're going to have a prospect, not unlike the Reds have right now, that is flourishing for another team that you could have had, and it'll burn you as far as renting a player. One position I think you can certainly rent, and the Twins did this last year, and got burned with the Jorge Lopez deal, and they did it with the Sam Dyson deal a couple years back and got burned in a whole different definition. But you got to help this bullpen, especially if you don't know what the health future of Caleb Thielbar is, because I'm tired of seeing Giovanni Moran every time you need a left-handed pitcher. 
And I also, if you don't know if Brock Stewart's going to really be back and be what he was, because he was pretty unproven before this year, you need some sort of bridge between Jax and Duran, and you just don't have it. So whether it's, I don't know if trades in the division can really happen or not, but the Royals aren't going anywhere. Scott Barlow could be available. The A's aren't going anywhere. He sucks right now, but do you bring back Trevor May for something like that? But I'm definitely going late relief. So, guys, I'm going to take this a different way. I'm going center field. I know that Taylor's played fine, but he has been a journeyman his whole life. He's not a journeyman. He's only played a couple places, but he's not a top-end starter. He's been pretty good for us, but falling off lately. I go find us a center fielder because if you're going to make Buxton a designated hitter, you've made our designated hitter a hole, and that's where they've stuck with. I have myself a center fielder who can hit a little bit, and, and I don't want it to cost Brooks Lee. I was going to say, so are you going to get Jackie Bradley Jr., who's just out there, and he's very uh, mediocre? It, well, Aaron Hicks is DHing now. Maybe you bring him back. But they got to get somebody in that outfield who is a consistent bat and glove. And they don't have to be an all-star. They just have to be somebody that can deliver when it's, when it's needed sometimes. Let's see, I think that's what you have in Michael A. Taylor, a gold glover that will deliver sometimes. Yeah, put him Granted, in the you could have a younger version, but... You've already got too many corner outfielders. We've discussed that. But you got corner outfielders who aren't hitting at all. And the other thing, do you, does anybody know when Nick Gordon's coming back? Yeah, I don't he know. could be that guy. I was going to say, that fracture was quite a while ago, and that 60-day injured list is a lot more than 60 days. We know that. He's been with the team now, which you've seen him on camera, so you know he's getting closer. But how close? Who knows? Meanwhile, we're close right, to a finish. One. Your third and final. Yep. So, guys, I don't think I've done this one before. But I want to ask you about offhanded advice. So um, not the life-changing stuff, right? Because those we can remember. But something maybe your parents used to say offhand or friends or family or whatnot. Like when my dad says an optimist can never be pleasantly surprised. Like that's just kind of an offhanded comment that makes sense, but it's not life-changing. Do you have any kind of advice that sticks with you um, that somebody may have said that just kind of, you know, you maybe you in that situation and it's like, oh, yeah, mom said or dad said or whatever. Mine's not going to sound super fun because I got it off watching TV this week, but I'll let Dave Hoops go ahead. Um, this doesn't sound offhand, but it, it really was. Um, <laughs> when I was young, I detasseled corn, which I don't need to go into how much fun <laughs> that was. But uh, um, I, one of the um, one of the uh, supervisors just said to me, you know, David, life's not that hard. Just work harder than the others. Uh, you're going to be here anyway. Yeah. And he just, it was just passing by. And I know that that's a, actually a really solid piece of advice, but I've used it my whole life because you have to show up anyway. Yeah. It's not that hard to work hard. Boom. End of story. Yeah, I think that's a good one because I think of the mantra of, you know, the best ability sometimes is availability. That has to do with showing up. But I go back to the Netflix documentary Quarterback, which I finished late last night when I got frustrated with the Twins. I finished the last episode and then turned the game back on. But Kirk Cousins, it's all over Twitter has lived by a great quote that came from Margaret Thatcher. And this wasn't advice given to me, just a quote that made me go, huh. He said, if my critics saw me walking on water, they would say it's because I couldn't swim. And I'm not going to say that I don't take criticism well, because if it's constructive criticism, how to improve as a worker, how to improve as a husband, how to improve as a broadcaster, I'm all ears. But I have a hard time, and Dave Cook is one of my closest friends, you probably know this, when someone says, you know, I don't like the way you do this, or I don't think you do enough of this. We got, we got told that we don't do enough local coverage on this show. And I, I cringed and got angry and thought, well, that guy just doesn't listen. How is that possible? But it obviously stuck with me personally. 
And I think I need to learn to kind of brush it off once in a while. And, and that quote from Kirk Cousins really kind of, that doesn't mean that somebody can't criticize you and be right, but go ahead and improve. Don't let it eat away at you instead. Yeah, no doubt. That's a good one. Actually, I hadn't heard that. The one that, the one that gets me, uh, and it's something that I live by, and I, and I teach starting with this phrase, my grandpa Matthews was the millwright up at Silver Bay, and he had a bunch of stuff happen when it first opened at Reserve. And uh, he told me once at the table at the, uh, at the cabin, he said, here's what you need to understand about management. There's two pieces to this. One, if you got to tell them you're the boss, you ain't. Right. And the second one is never put bean counters in, in charge because sooner or later, bean counters fall back and everything turns into a bean. That's a good one, too. The other one for me that I've kind of made up with the recent political spotlight over the last, I don't know, eight to 10 years, realistically. But I've always thought there's two sides to every story. So if you only swear by one and refuse to look at the other, is it a story at all? I like that. Listen to listen to Brian being all philosophical. I was going to say, that's the most deep thoughts by Jack Handy that I can do. I'm glad I didn't bring up any of those because I got a lot of that off of SNL back in the day. Dave Hoops, real quick. There's always plenty going on at the brewery. I hope I can still get it right. Monday's still trivia. Tuesday's still cribbage. I know that the speed dating was postponed. Has that been rescheduled yet? And then you've got vinyl night, and you've always got crazy weekends. Did I hit it on the head? You did, and especially that uh, speed dating is this Wednesday. So a uh, good call there. And, uh, yeah, that's a that's a great segue there. So And then also um, some new beers. Champagne IPA is a really popular style that nobody makes. Uh, really light uh, IPA, but... Um, Really, really hoppy and tasty still. And, of course, um, raspberries running out, so more peach and pear for you guys. And then the blueberry pale ale is coming up. I so, am really excited about that. Stuff. I think blueberry pale ale will be really fun to sample. Always fun sampling your sports takes each and every Saturday. We're bumping you out, leaving on a jet plane, courtesy of John Denver. There's all kind of hoops memorabilia that you can get your hands on as well. Dave Hoops, I think we need the Hoops private jet so we can leave on a jet <laughs> plane someday. Great to have you by phone, although it was really, really fun to have you in studio. Let's do it again one way or the other next Saturday. Will do. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the air show. Enjoy the afternoon. Have a good day. Thanks, Dave. You as well. That's our guy, Dave Hoops. One of our illustrious sponsors is Hoops Brewing. We are the Northland Sports Page. We play a game, Major League Baseball style, who you want, who you got. Our division winners one day after the All-Star break. We'll be right back. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Lots of flying around Duluth, air show weekend. We're back here on the Northland Sports page. Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook. Couple segments left. We couldn't do any segments at all without our great sponsors. Time to give them even more love here on our Saturday. Yeah, let's start with Kraus Heating and Cooling, your carrier HVAC authorized dealer in Northeast Minnesota. Your carrier carrier, Kraus Heating and Cooling. Advantage Emblem and Screen Printing, Sammy's Pizza, the Blackwoods Group, including London Road location, Proctor, Two Harbors, Blackwater Downtown, and Tavern on the Hill, Avenue 45, the Mount Royal Bottle Shop, Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophies, Pier B Resort. Kohler Toyota and Kohler Hyundai, Arola, Architecture Studio, Hoops Brewing, OAR Holdings, and Justin May, who we heard from just a couple minutes ago from Messina and Associates. We certainly did. So nice to have him back. Nice to have Comfort Systems as part of our sponsorship family as well. Their offer continues as part of their deal with us. 
Sign up for a service appointment online. Do it at ComfortSystemsDuluth.com. All you got to do is mention on that online appointment that you heard it right here on the Northland Sports page. You will receive $20 off set appointment. Again, they do a lot with appliances, most commonly probably furnace cleanings. Comfort Systems just continues to make life very easy. Right, and it's a great segue into the air show because you know what happens when they when you call and you set up an appointment, right? They fly to your house. They ah, get there pretty quick too. I didn't realize that. So yeah, no, it's it's if you're in if you can hear us, Comfort Systems needs to be on your phone. Absolutely. So speaking of making life comfortable, it's debatable whether or not the Minnesota Twins are doing that. Yes, 500 team. Yes, first place team. Yes, plenty of reasons to be upset. So we're going to play a game called Who You Want, Who You Got. We are one game post-All-Star break as the league got back in action last night. So we're going to obviously tell you who the division leader is now, and you're going to tell us who you want to win the division, but who you actually think will win the division. Because I think in several instances, that may vary. It may not be the same team. Oh, I think that's going to be vary in almost all of them, I think. I think the one exception might be the American League Central, so let's start there. I've already said my piece. Obviously, I want the Minnesota Twins to win a lot more than just the American League Central, but you got to start there, and I think they're going to. The reason I think they're going to is I know the offense is simply decrepit at times. There are a lot worse ways to describe it, but that's as negative as I can come up with right now. And stay on the radio. Right, right, very right. But at the same time, everybody said it. This is the reverse, the antithesis of 10 years ago of, boy, this team hits whenever they want to, and they just can't pitch. And we've seen how often that has lost for them. Pitching wins. It's like defense wins championships in football. They're going to pitch enough to stay in this. And they don't need leaps and bounds by the offense. It'd be nice, but I'm not going to get greedy. They just need, we talk about regression to the mean every once in a while. We need advancement there. Correct. If the offense is average, this is a really good team. I think they can get that far. And I think they will win the division. Yeah, I th- I think you're right too because that's where I was going to go. There's got to I mean, if Buxton hits 225 the rest of the year, and that's not a great number, right? That that becomes he's becomes dangerous. You know, unless you're no Luis Arise, batting average is dead. There's no way Correa is going to continue to hit like this. There's just not. He's and maybe he's not going to be fantastic, but he's not a 230 hitter. Um, and you and Polanco's coming back, and when Polanco comes back, things kind of get settled down. Just let Kirilov play. Can we, can we just not mess around with Kirloff and just let him swing every day, get his rhythm? Because he's a good hitter, Brian. Right. And then some corner outfielder somewhere is going to come in and not be a 205 hitter. Well, my question based on what you just said is you said Polanco comes back and things settle down. I agree due to a veteran presence, but on the diamond, I'm not sure I do. Because one of their better hitters now, or two of their better hitters, are Solano and Julian. They've had spots because Polanco doesn't. When he comes back, where are you putting people? Yeah, you know who jams that up, right? Buxton at yes, DH. Buxton at DH. The problem is, and we said this in the car on the way in, for a team that can't hit, for a team that's biggest problem is hitting, they've got four or five guys that you'd prefer to play at DH. And you would think if they can't hit, why do you care who your designated hitter is? Well, Aaron Gleeman in the athletics said they're spending, um, so the preseason war, and I don't know all the figures on war, but the preseason war for their best seven hitters was something like 80. And they're and, at six or something like that. Yeah, they're at 18, I think yeah. it is. But it's it's an impossible it's impossible to stay at that level if you look at history. So they may not become an 89 war or whatever, um, uh, six guys, but could you get to 40? Because if they do, they have enough pitching to make a little damage. And here's the thing. They're going to line up pitching-wise okay with every other team in the league. 
right. pitching wise in a Better playoff than okay, series. Most of the time. Yeah, in a playoff series. They, but they gotta don't they have to hit better? Like it's almost a, you can't keep going like this. Right. It'd be really tough to sink from where they are. Some of them might say, hold my beer and we'll be afraid of what we might see. Yeah, right. But at the same time, one of the things I love about Minnesota sports, I don't like the negativity that we just automatically lean on. People like the Zolgads, the Royces, the Mackies that just go there because they know they can. And it attracts people because that's the way many of them think. That gets to me after a while. There's a lot of accuracy to it, but why keep harping on it? But I do like that we're very much watch our own bobber, almost to a point of fault, because we've we've never said, well, that team's just better than us. We've been quick to say, well, well we're bad, and this guy sucks, and this guy sucks. Well, sometimes you got to say, well, that team, like Atlanta, that series, the sky was falling. Well, guess what? Atlanta's just much better than they are. So my point here is, we've talked a lot about the Twins, but do you still think they're going to win the division? Partly because of an indictment on the rest of them. I laugh at the Tigers fans that are up here that think they're relevant because they're 10 games under 500 with a win last night. Cleveland is starting to get decimated by injury. Their pitching staff is their best part. Bieber's going to miss at least one start. That's going to be detrimental. The White Sox are a circus, and then the Royals. Yeah, the Royals are done. The White Sox just can't get out of their own way. That might still be the most talented team in the division. Right. Like if they, they're, they're the 2011 twins on paper, you go, wow, and they may lose 100 games. Yeah, and if, yeah, unless they had a magic turnaround. They're only eight and a half out of first, so but they'd have to just be something they haven't been for a decade. Um, if I'm a Tiger fan, I'm excited too because I'm five games out and my kids are starting to play. But if the Twins just play to their average, right, they win the division. Well, isn't it common man that says aspire to be average? That's apparently what the Twins need to do to win this. But some could look at it and say, well, wait a minute, they're forty six and forty six. Isn't that by definition average? No, because they're 46 and 46 because they have pitching. <laughs> right. All right. So bouncing around the American League, let's go to the East because it's the toughest one because everybody's good. The Twins lead the Central at 500. They'd be dead last in the East. By the way, I think it's mainly because of head-to-head. As I look at a graphic right now, the last place team in the East is the New York Yankees, but their record's identical to the Boston Red Sox. The Rays were all the rage when they couldn't lose in April. All of a sudden, the Baltimore Orioles which is who I want to win that division, are a game and a half out. That's who I want. Do you think they're going to? And who would you like to see? I'd like to see Toronto actually jump them both. Um, I'm, I'm kind of over the Tampa Bay, look how cool we are. Let, you know, I've talked about the little engine that could all the time. That story's old with me with Tampa Bay because they're not anymore. Like, they are a top-notch team. Um, Baltimore is so young. That right. it feels like, I don't trust them, but I wish yes, I could. Yes, so I'd kind of like to see Toronto get hot. It's all about that one pitcher, Manana or whatever his name is, who was hurt, and then in the minors pitched to a Manoa? six yeah. ERA. He's, it's a New York accent. He pitched a lot like Manoa during the year. Right, but now all of a sudden his last two starts have been pretty good. Right. So if they, and and um, Ree is coming back, and so if they can get pitching, they can hit. Um, I'd like to see Toronto out of that. So who do you think will win it? Because I think Tampa, as much of a yeah, yawn I, as the whole organization is, I think they'll yep, figure it out and they I, will win it. I agree. They're just too well managed. Kevin Cash gets a lot of heat, and why? They don't try to give him an opportunity to win. That's all he does. Yeah. Nope. We're adorable and we win. No, no, guys. You're good. The American League West is fun because where on earth did the Texas Rangers come from? Their big acquisition was supposed ah. to be Jacob deGrom, and he's you know health-wise been able to do nothing. Nathan Eovaldi is the best pitcher that nobody knew Dave Cook was talking about years ago because he had a made-up nickname for him. But the Rangers lead Houston by just two. Houston has the best roster on paper probably all around in that division. The best two players belong to the Angels to me. 
Yeah. Who do you think is going to win that division? Who I do think, you want and who do you think? Well, I, I don't like either Texas team, um, but I think the Rangers are going to win. We forget about last year's big additions to the Rangers. They have a certain shortstop that is the best shortstop in the in the majors in Seager. Um, they have uh, the Simeon's guy at second. Right. Um, that I disagree that Houston has the best lineup on paper. I think Texas has the best lineup on paper and just can't pitch as well. Both those teams, though, if you're the Twins, you want a shot at those two teams because your pitching staff is better, better than, than both of those two. Right. I look at Texas kind of similar to the way I look at Baltimore in the sense that they're really good, and I don't know that they're really young, they but aren't. but they're young in the sense of, okay, how many guys have been in big moments? I don't think there's a ton on that team. So I wait for Texas to fade and Houston to win, but I'm going to go with Texas. Why not? They're not supposed to I be. I think that's the answer. They're not me. supposed to be 14 games over 500 right now, but here they are. Yeah, why not? All right, so we have covered the American League. In the National League, is it just a matter of the time East before the Atlanta Braves say, okay, thanks for playing? Yep, the East is over. All right, so that's a quick Who one. Who do you want to win the East, though? I don't know. The Marlins would be a fun story, but it would be a terrible story where we live because it would be like, well, the Twins went ahead and gave the Marlins Luis a rise, and that's why they're tremendous. No, he's a good player, but he's not going to make that entire team. The Phillies I get really tired of. I've appreciated the Mets most of my life. I've been forced to appreciate the Mets because one of my best friends, Topher Davis, certainly does, but they've signed everybody and been horrible. Yeah, they've been horrible. So I can't vote for that. I'm fine with the Braves being good. In fact, I want to ask you about this. Are the Braves one of the more, and this is going to sound just preposterous, are the Braves one of the more underrated teams in baseball historically? Because you look at the amazing runs that the Bobby Cox teams made, but they got laughed at because all of that talent only won it once. And then they won maybe the least watched World Series just a handful of years ago because there was a COVID issue and nobody cared. And now here they are again. But when we talk about stalwarts in baseball, we talk about the Yankees. We talk about the Red Sox. We talk about the Mets. We even talk about the Cardinals, who are hot garbage. Oh, you mean f- just this year? Well, and even in the last 10 years, those are the teams we still yes. talk about. Yep, yep. The Braves don't come out of people's mouths, and they should. Yeah, so I don't think the Braves are criminally underrated. Because now, understand, I'm older than you. The Braves were on TV well, every day. I understand day that. Day. Yeah, and when they that, were bad. And that... Maddox, Smoltz, Avery, Glavin starting pitching. One uh, once. That was, but it was always those are the guys. Yeah, they didn't win, but they were always the uh, chicks dig the long ball group. Yeah. Um, I think this team is criminally underrated. I, I mean, they're going to face teams in the American League and they're going to roll. Like we've, this we've Atlanta team it. is nuts. All right. So do we both say that we think and we want Atlanta to win it? Just a I, safe play? I don't want any of the others. So Atlanta's fine. I don't like Atlanta, but the Mets are just getting their tails kicked. Well, and it's interesting that you kind of use the process of elimination because I do the same in the National League Central. I'm fine with the Reds where they are. It's kind of neat because the De La Cruz kid is neat. I like Joey Votto, always have. The Reds are kind of a fun story. And the National League Central, I'm just in the anybody but the Brewers take because the Brewers, to me, if they do any good, we just get all the Packer fans that pretend to like something else. I've said that forever, and I'll say it again. Because the Brewers, to me, are the Vikings. And if you want to tick off a Brewers fan that usually is a Packer fan too, that's all you need to say. But hear me out. Lots of good teams never won the whole thing. Plenty of excellent Hall of Fame players never won the whole thing. A fan base that loves them never won the whole thing. How are they different? Yeah, right. Uh, Cincinnati and Baltimore are the same team to me. Kind of. That they, I don't trust them. 
Um, the De La Cruz kid's amazing, Brian. Yeah, really is. Um, but how, how long can he keep playing Superman? Like the home, the steal of home. I don't know if you watched it. That's one of the prettiest things I've ever seen because it was so smart. The fact that he's fast is cool, but the fact that he, time, I mean, you could see him timing it. This kid's going to be really, really good. That being said, I'm not a Brewers fan either, but they've been. Well, you're a Cardinals their- guy. You're going to stick with them? Eleven games out at the bottom no, there. They're, okay. they're a hot mess, as you said. The the Brewers are going to win this because they've been there before. But the team I want to watch is Pittsburgh, because Pittsburgh's in a spot they haven't been before, and that's they've got some decent pitching, they've got some decent players, their kids are starting to play better. They're not going to win anything this year, but talk to us in two years, because that Pittsburgh team and they drafted this stud pitcher. If he stays healthy, he could be in the majors this year the kid from LSU, and it feels like Pittsburgh is on the rise. I agree with that, but it also feels like they've been in that, quote, rebuild mold for a decade and a half or more. Maybe since Barry Bonds left, what are the Pirates doing Mm -hmm. has been the question. So out west, three teams within less than three games, the Giant Pistol, and made themselves relevant. San Diego's got an incredible paper roster that can't get it done for whatever reason. How is that team sub-500? You want to talk about the Twins disappointing? Fine. But talk to me after you've diagnosed the Padres to a T. And then the front runners have been the Dodgers and Diamondbacks flip-flopping for a while. The Diamondbacks are probably the one I want to see win it just because they're not supposed to at all. I like the Dodgers. They have a lot of historically great players. But it's just maybe it's cornfields in me. I, I don't need to see L.A. win again. No, I respect the Dodgers. I think that's the thing. Right. You know, they're winning with the same amount of injuries the Twins have. Like, they just keep winning. And, you know, Roberts has a really good culture there. Right. Um, the Diamondbacks have two ridiculous players. De La Cruz, as good as he is, and, and if he was in the American League, he'd have won, they'd already written the Rookie of the Year. The Carroll kid. The Carroll kid from Arizona is probably going to win. Yeah, the, and should. Um, that being said, you're right about the Padres. And if the Dodgers stay hurt, and the Diamondbacks are being led by kids. The Giants just don't do anything for me. Would it shock you if the Padres got hot with that lineup? No, because they're the ones that are supposed to. I think they're going to win it. Wow. There you go. That would be something. That's that's a good job taking a flyer, but if someone just looked at the names on a oh, roster, yeah. they'd say, well, way to go that on a ledge. That ain't much of a flyer. That team gets hot all of a sudden. They make 10 games up in no time. See what I did there, though? In honor of the air show, I called it taking a flyer. Well, and, and if you just said taking a fryer, you'd have been right, too, because of the Friars are the Padres, yes. Do you know the best part of the whole thing we just did? What? Even though it may not last, and technically it's due to some lame tiebreaker, again, it's a better record than the Twins, but the last place team in the American League East is the New York Yankees. God bless America. Drawing lines is next. We'll be right back. Stick what would, around. What would ESPN do, Brian? It's upside down. It's the way it looks all the time. Hey, as long as the Red Sox are in there, ESPN's got something to talk about. That's we'll true. be right back. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Back A little fly-by nights from Rush to bump us into our final segment. It'll be a little drawing lines, courtesy of Ryan Arola. Again, the song is Fly-By Night. I wish I could have found a song called Fly By the Seat of My Pants, because I will be an officiant again in a wedding here this afternoon. And it is so low-key, which is supposed to make it great and make it a little less stressful. But when they give you carte blanche to just do whatever, but it's 
a monumental moment like a wedding, again, that's what scares me a little bit. Yeah, no, I I understand. But it's like we talked about to start the show. You know, sometimes little mistakes in weddings make them memorable. So make a memory, Brian. Absolutely. <laughs> and a memory today is, oh, again, take our picture radio, not a visual medium, but I wish it was because Dave and I both went with black T-shirts with with fun sayings on them and, and silverish gray shorts. We are we are twinsies today. Again, Dave says, free hugs, just kidding, don't touch me, because Dave is not a hugger, we can say that. And then mine, again, in conjunction with being an officiant today, I got a T-shirt for my second wedding that I did this for, and it says, I was ordained online, the wedding will be fine. And part of this wedding that makes it so unconventional is the guys in it are wearing the iconic Dumb and Dumber suits today. So you're going to see the bright blue and you're going to see the bright orange. So that's a little bit why the the wardrobe can be a little uncanny and that's kind of fun. But that also got me thinking a little bit about movies as did just being entrenched in Netflix this week with the quarterback documentary. I've already finished all eight episodes and it started me thinking for drawing lines. And this is perfect because drawing lines is courtesy of a role architecture studio. I lived with Ryan Arola for a year, about 15 years ago. And I thought I was a movie buff. You remember my wedding was themed was a night at a Hollywood premiere. There were giant movie reels when you walked in. My wife and I would say we're movie buffs. When Ryan moved in and I moved in and I saw his movie collection, I went, I'm not a movie buff in comparison to that. So for today to tie it into sports and because I think the quarterback documentary is giving people a different glimpse into the likes of Patrick Mahomes, Kirk, and then Marcus Mariota, you see a little bit more about their character. We started thinking, who are your favorite sports movie or sports TV show characters? And we've got about six minutes or so to close with those for drawing lines today. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not as big a movie buff as you are. Right. I mean, so you are, but different genre. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. If um, it was, if it was Marvel movies, I would check out and you'd give the whole show. Right. I saw mission impossible last night, by the way, that, uh, if you need a plot might not be the movie, but, uh, it's actually a, a fun summer blockbuster kind of thing. And, uh, by the way, it's in two parts. It's, this is the first part. He's Tom Cruise. I don't necessarily like the guy, but he's smart because with the white writer's strike, right? He's going to have another blockbuster movie. This I was going to say he's going to have no issues. Yep. So in the sports <laughs> yeah, world, sorry, sorry, Brian, who's your favorite movie or TV show character? Because I think I've got one of each, but I had a difficult time coming up with the movie one and narrowing it down. Yeah. The TV one was easy. See, I'm going to, the TV ones for me, because that's one thing I don't do a lot of is, is watch TV. Um, and, and I've openly admitted I still live life like it's 1989 with the TV I watch. Yeah, at home. no, it's so it's it's harder for me. So let's let's hear. See, Coach would be my answer, uh, and and frankly, I'm older than you are. I'm so. raising my hand, and that is my answer. Craig T. Nelson as Coach was my TV character because it has just a tinge of one of us in there. Because who did he coach? Minnesota State yep. before Minnesota State Mankato existed, but it was enough about Minnesota to be clever for this area. And then I just think Craig T. Nelson is a heck of an actor. And you you factor in Jerry Van Dyke as Luther, and that was a heck of a show. Uh, it was syndicated for a long time, and it was on regularly during the final years that Topher Davis lived here. The amount of times that we texted back and forth watching that show at the same time was really kind of ridiculous. In fact, I'll wait for He'll text me a meme of, of Luther Van Dam in 3, 2. I'll wait for it. But absolutely, we'd be simpatico there. Coach is my in, choice, too. In the, uh, in the spirit of Marco Rossi, uh, Rossi, yeah, Ted Ted Lasso, yeah, is pretty good. Um, My mom would love you right now. I bet yeah. that's her choice. No, it's 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 a good TV show. Fair. That's it. <laughs> I got no other TV, so have at it. Well, what about movies? Because there's so many. Yeah. Like I, I thought of okay, Rick Vaughn from Major League, 
Lou Brown from Major League, Ty Webb from Pick a Caddy Shack. Crash, what's his name? Crash Davis yes. from Bull Durham. You know, I, I thought of Willie Beeman from Any Given Sunday. There's a song about him that gets stuck in your head. Um, if I wanted to go actual athlete, Miracle was fun for me because Phil Vercota was played by Chris Wilson, which meant a guy that went to UWS with me played a guy that went to my high school. So that was kind of neat. I had a difficult time with the movie. Yeah, I think I think movies are hard. And if you go back further, you know, Brian's song is a, is a good one. The right. Gail Sayers movies are good ones. Um, and so, <clears throat> excuse me, I I really do think that there are so many. And we didn't talk to any about the comedy. It's not Michael Jordan in Space what, Jam what or about, LeBron in Space Jam too. Waterboy, yeah, right. What Bobby about Boucher, the Longest Yard, either the original or the remake. I mean, these these movies are iconic. But I think. So the other two that I like is the rookie, the one where with Dennis Quaid. Yep. Okay. And then what's the what's the uh, Kevin Costner baseball movie where he's a pitcher Field for Detroit? No. Pi- oh, oh, for the love of the game. Yes, yes that's the, one of my favorites. For the love of the game, Billy Chapel. It's a great movie. Field of Dreams is for the, me overrated. Uh, amen. Boy, did we find an agreement there? Because um, the fact that I guess Field of Dreams first actually hurts me because I watch for the love of the game continuously more bull durham is probably the best sports movie done i just because there's so much to it that's fun and realistic well i'm glad you said that because that's a horrible pandora's box to bring up with two minutes left in the show but it's also a segue because to me the reason that the characters is so difficult is because simply name your favorite sports movie would take us another two hours yeah uh and but i do think that and I got my Luther Van Dam text, by the way. Thank think, you, Topher Davis. I think Bull Durham is the is the one for me, but Miracle's a great pull because I forgot. You know, the other one that's really good is Miracle Alaska. The Mystery Alaska. Mystery Alaska. That one's that one's really good. I'm sure good Miracle too. Alaska would be great. If you could combine the two, it'd be really good. Yeah. So there are there are a number of, of really good ones. In fact, as we're talking it more and more coming out. Right. But Waterboy was unique. Yes. The original longest yard was also unique. Henry Winkler. As the coach in Waterboy is still one of my favorites because as a defeatist Minnesota sports fan, I, I've used this on the air before, but one of my favorite lines in that movie is when Henry Winkler says, does anybody have any good ideas? I, I, I think that all the time. Yeah, no. So that was that was a really good question. My mom dropped a great one, too, and, and Jay Hagan brought it up, you know, an hour plus ago. Moneyball. Fantastic movie. See, I didn't like money. See, I loved it, but I was also the only guy that clapped at the end when it said the Oakland A's were defeated by the Minnesota Twins to end this miracle season. I went, damn right they were. <laughs> that one does as, just about as much for me as Draft Day. Draft Day to me is ridiculous. Wow. Jerry Maguire is Draft also is one that's horrifically unrealistic. Overrated. Wow. All right. You know the other one that's overrated? I'm sorry, Slapshot's overrated. Okay. I, I sit down and try to watch it. Make it through but, the first but you, hour. But would you give Ogie Oglethorpe a nod as a great character? Oh, there's a bunch of good characters. Who owns the Chiefs? Owns. Yeah. Owns. All right, so we've only got about 45 seconds. Real yeah. quick, you know, gun to head, spur of the moment. Favorite character is? Oh, right out of that kind of time. Um, how about Ted Hendricks in Longest Yard? All right. Or I'll, Conrad Dobler. I'll take that. As a, kid, I, as a kid, I'm sure this would be different, but I'm going to go with two major league characters as I've gotten older. Jake Taylor, because I think the little bit of sports I play, I've kind of become the grizzled old veteran, but I'm more into coaches now. Lou Brown is the guy. Can we stop coming up with excuses for everything? You know, <laughs> Lou Brown rants are classic, as are our rants here on the Northland Sports page. It's been fun. Yeah, it's been a really good day today. It's, it was really nice to have Jay somewhere near the the uh, studio and the air show and the other Jay on the, on the microphone and, or on the uh, telephone. 
And so, yeah, no, it's it's been a good day, and, and Waterboy's the most fun character. It is fun. It was fun today. Thank you, Jay Hagan. Thank you, Dave Hoops. Thank you, Justin May. Good to have everybody back in with us. Go see Duluth FC tonight, too. Playoffs continue. And if you can't do that, obviously, enjoy the air show. Brian Prudhomme saying have a good weekend. We'll see you.